Hello and welcome to this week's Innovation Forum Briefing, a regular guide to what's happening in the world of sustainable business. I'm Ian Welsh. The Innovation Forum team is hard at work preparing for next year's Spring Conference Series. Coming up in May is the next Future of Food Conference. To find out how the agenda is coming together, I spoke with my colleague Emily Heslop. That's to come. First though, to talk about some of what's coming up this week in the world of sustainable business, here's Innovation Forum's B. Stevenson. So what's coming up at COP28 this week? So the last two scheduled days of the summit have been left clear for the final negotiations. They have been known to overrun in the past. The first week of the COP28 climate negotiations have seen mixed results. While significant progress has been made on some key issues, the outcome of the global stock take is uncertain. And just to clarify, the global stock take is a report card on the efforts by countries to address the climate crisis. We obviously know that not enough action has been taken, particularly by richer countries to support poorer countries and take their own steps to address climate change. But what we will be seeing and what is really important is what the countries then decide to do to address all of these gaps. This could be at best a course correction to get countries back on track by improving their climate action plans and speeding up their rollout. How's it been looking so far then? Country negotiators have produced a long draft text on the global stock take with multiple options so far, including one for a fossil fuel phase out. There will be a lot of parties fighting to keep this in and at the very least watered down to refer to the phase out of unabated fossil fuels. However, as WWF have pointed out in an article about the first week of COP, progress has been slow and difficult on a lot of other issues, including the mitigation work program, the global goal on adaptation and food systems. And the article also shows concern over the lack of progress on nature and food systems, with the current publicly available draft of the global stock take omitting reference to nature-based solutions and food systems. So they're currently being sidelined from the negotiations, despite the promise given by the Emirates Declaration early on in COP. We talked about this on the news last week in the weekly podcast. Yes, that's a real shame because that was quite a step forward, wasn't it, to get agriculture and food systems into the conversations. Now we've got some news about the European Union deforestation regulation. We have heard from multiple sources that this week we can expect an updated FAQ document from the European Commission on the EUDR or the EU deforestation regulation. This document only reflects the views of the Commission services. It's not legally binding, so it's unlikely that anything groundbreaking will change. Currently, there is an FAQ document available that was published in late June. And if it were to be updated, it could address some of the concerns that businesses and other stakeholders have been raising around the EUDR in terms of the timeline of implementation and the technical know-how required for smallholders in supply chains to comply at present. If and when this comes, it will be found under the general publications page on the European Union website. Keep an eye out for that then. Now, we are continuing our conversations about the European Union deforestation regulation, aren't we? We are. We will be running our next webinar in IF's debate series. It will be called the EUDR debate, what's necessary to make it work effectively. It will be running on the 18th of January from 1 to 2 p.m. CET. We have a brilliant lineup of speakers thus far from Musim Mass, the EU Commission and IDH. Look out for its launch this week. 1pm European time, 12pm GMT. And of course, we'll also be sending out a survey on the EUDR over the next couple of weeks as well, just to pick out some thinking and insights from our global audience as to how the EUDR is impacting them. To look out for that. B, thanks very much. Thanks, Ian. Innovation Forum will be back in Minneapolis in the spring to talk about the future of food. To find out more, I spoke with my colleague Emily Heslop. We're going to be talking about future of food event coming up in Minneapolis on the 29th and 30th of May next year. What are the, what are the key themes for 2024, do you think? 
as we've been doing our research into the agenda and pulling together some of the ideas, something that's really stuck up for us is embedding resilience, scaling regeneration and securing the future of supply chains. We've broken it down into four key themes. So we've got climate action and nature positive production. Within that, we're going to be looking at leading practices to tackle scope three emissions, boosting biodiversity and nature positive production. And then the second key theme, looking at scaling regenerative frameworks, there's been a lot of hype around regeneration in the US and beyond. And we're going to be looking at some innovative funding approaches that really help scale regenerative pilots at speed across different diverse agricultural supply chains. Then third, looking specifically at farmers of the future. One key thing that came out of the conference this year, for instance, the future of food US was we need to be placing farmers at the centre of these conversations. The role of business in driving that sustainable rural development and incentivizing the next generation of farmers. Within that, we're going to have a farmer-led track in one of the breakout sessions. It will be entirely led and moderated by farmers themselves. So they're really front and centre of these conversations at the forum. And then finally, we'll have a focus on ag tech and innovation, looking at the latest tools and technologies that are driving that on-farm transformation and looking at improving visibility across a supply chain. Some really interesting sessions there. I do like the farmer-led conversations in particular. And it's something we've been trying very hard at Innovation Forum is to make sure we get farmers involved in our events. Who is already confirmed to participate? We've got Stuart Lindsay, Chief Sustainability Officer at Campbell Soup Company. Maya Reid, Global Sustainability Data and Analytics Lead at Mars Petcare. John Lee, the Director of Mission and Sustainability at Danone. Jason Weller, Global Chief Sustainability Officer at JBS. And a number of others representing all different corporate brands like Aldi, Mondelez, and also some NGO actors. So we've got TNC confirmed, Sand County Foundation. And we've got Task Force on Nature Related Financial Disclosure confirmed to be joining as well. More will be released in the coming weeks, I'm sure. <laughs> How can everyone get involved, Emily? What are the kind of options? Registrations for the conference have now opened. So people, if they want to secure your delegate pass, I'd recommend booking early so you can take advantage of the early bird discount, which is currently $500 off the full price of the ticket. And that will be running until this coming Friday, so Friday the 15th of December. If you go to the conference website, you can register on there. If people are interested in speaking, do reach out to me via email and we can set up a call and love to hear more about your work. And finally, there are sponsorship opportunities available. So my colleague, Anita Thompson, our chief partnerships officer, is the best point of contact for that. So do reach out directly to her. As Emily says, now's a great time to register uh, with a $500 discount running until the 15th of December. Emily, look forward to catching up about the event soon. Thanks. The briefing will be back next week and do look out as ever for the weekly podcast on Thursday. But that's it for now. I've been Welsh and goodbye.